Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. A few minutes after 8 o'clock, we welcome you back. Tee to Green rolling on. Hour number two, Brian Cozio, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. Kevin Sylvester has the week off. Thanks for being with us. want to thank our guests from hour number one, Marty Schimmel, part of the tournament committee and the uh, media chair, joining us early on in the show. And John Burns, who's a member here at Niagara Falls Country Club, coaches high school golf at Williamsville North and uh, acting as a rules official this week. Some interesting discussion on pace of play. Still got another full hour here as we're at the final round of the Porter Cup. Uh, Leaders teeing off today at 1210. Play already underway. And uh, we, of course, would encourage you to come on up here. A gorgeous day. If you have a child that likes golf, I think it's a perfect event to bring them to, Jeff. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah, they get to anybody who likes golf. Yeah, right. I mean, this is just, you know, grab a water bottle, walk around, see some of these really good players. Talk about bashing it. You'll see people that can just straight up bash the golf ball, which is fun to watch, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, the young bucks. No yeah. doubt about it. Uh, we'll get to our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week here coming up in uh, just a few moments. But a uh, couple of uh, news and notes here to get to. First of all, want to congratulate our winner from the Open, our final Batavia Downs Majors Challenge of the year. Tough and one to pick. it was Patrick Berger who was our winner. Uh, Patrick picked second place Tommy Fleetwood, tied for fifth, Brooks Kepka. I can look that up here in a second. I should have it for you. Uh, he had Fleetwood, he had Kepka, and he had Molinari, who had a very uh, sneaky good weekend and kind of got right. himself up into the top 15. Kepka was tied for fourth, so he had Fleetwood second, Kepka fourth, Molinari 11. That's pretty so good. So two, four, and 11, but no one, uh, we had almost 50 entries. No one took Shane Lowry. So 150 P players picked and no one picked uh, Shane Lowry once. I can see that, though. He wouldn't. Have, he wasn't on many people's boards going into that event, that's right. for sure. Yeah, he had a good uh, a good finish in Canada at the Canadian Open. He finished tied for second there uh, and won at Abu Dhabi much earlier in the golf season. But uh, other than that, there, there wouldn't his past history, there wouldn't be much for you to pick him by in terms of his Open Championship history. He had missed the cut in the last four Open Championships. Um, and, you know, if you were going to 
pick an Irishman to win. He was down on that he list. He was down even. on that list. Yeah. You might have even picked, well, I don't know if I would have picked him over Darren Clark, but you would have definitely taken Rory McIlroy. And I could have definitely I, I argued I think I'd have picked him over Darren Clark. Yeah. yeah Probably you're right. Yeah. But I would have picked Ryan McDowell over Shane Lowry. I would have. Yep. Yeah, and Graham McDowell had been playing well lately, too. He has too. been playing well yeah, recently. He seems to have re- refound his game. But how about this for Shane Lowry? He didn't even start playing golf until the age of 13. That's not that weird. Yeah, that's not that weird. No, because it's a it's a sport, you know, yeah. and um, and it, you know, you, it's a, a skill development sport. But that's not that peculiar. You can be a good player and start at thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It might be harder in a sport like hockey or or somewhere it's a team sport and you got to jump in. But if it's an individual sport, you can you know, if you fall in love with the game, you go out and like Coach Burns said, you just go out and play every day and you have fun and you get better. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So good for Shane Lowry. Good for Ireland. The fact that they had an Irish winner there. It was a good story. I mean. It did lack drama. There wasn't it, any sort of exciting finish, even as it went to the back nine after Fleetwood struggled there. I mean, the real, at one point the lead got up to six. And it well, just we saw the weather blow in, so you thought maybe something would happen <laughs> with the right. weather. But he handled it beautifully. There wasn't much drama. He sure is enjoying himself, though. That's <laughs> well, he was just supposed to play this week in Memphis and withdrew. For, for some obvious reasons. Yeah, to hydrate. Yeah. There was some, some definite partying going on this week in Ireland, and he went back to his hometown and his home club. And How much Some fun. really cool video, though, of seeing them celebrate and have fun. And It was really cool. That, yeah. that looks like it'd be a blast. It'd be just fun to be around that. They, uh, they I should say, the, uh, I was reading articles about this week how that they expect a huge boom in Northern Ireland and in Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, because of this win, because of the fact that they hosted the event for the first time since 1951. And how about this? This week they announced that the 2026 Ryder Cup will be coming to Ireland. So, I mean, like, it's... It's been almost a, a you know um, as perfect of a, almost as a script as you could have won. I mean, yes, I'm sure the perfect script maybe Rory McIlroy wins it because he's right. their their hero there. But right. I mean, an Irishman wins. The event comes off about as flawlessly as it could have for the first time. It's in Ireland since 1951, the Open, and then they announced they're getting a Ryder Cup in Ireland now. I mean, it's it's been a good week, and they expect to have a golf boom now in Ireland, the, the business side of it, yeah. Oh, I would imagine, and, yeah. and the kids' side of it, too. I, yeah. How many kids are going to pick up golf clubs now because they see how much fun it is and and everything else, you know, like Tiger when he he change golf in the United States and around the world. I bet something like that and having that event there, how many kids got introduced to golf that week and how many kids saw someone that looked like them and someone that spoke like them do something great and now they want to play. Um, and then, you know, six years from now when you have, or seven years now, uh, to the, the Ryder Cup, the kids that played got into it this, now they're going to be at the Ryder Cup event. It, it, it should help golf. Yeah, I would imagine there's even going to be a boom, as you say, in golf course building up in Ireland now. I would agree. Yeah. I think that that happens. And, you know, that's good. That's good for the game. It's funny how something like that can have a multi, many, many millions of dollars impact on on an industry and uh, and on an economy in that area. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, Yeah, so Lowry wins. Um, You know, in terms of maybe some other storylines from it, Fleetwood is a player that probably – is good enough now. He's been playing good enough that if he had won a major, like there wouldn't have been any sort of surprise there. No. Uh, Kepka to me was disappointing, in the sense that I mean, finishes tied for fourth, and I call it disappointing. Right. It's his worst major finish of the year. What a year for him! <laughs> uh, he's he's still a locked one player of the year, right? I can't see anybody beating him. Yeah. No. Yeah. Who's played better this year than him? I mean, in majors this year, second at the Masters, first at the PGA, second at the uh, U.S. Open, and then tied for fourth here at the that- Open. Yeah, why play in the other events? Yeah, yeah, he's made enough money there, and yeah, he he and he talks more about not 
playing well in other events that he doesn't seem as interested or he doesn't get as motivated. You know, it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy for him. But maybe it's self-fulfilling on the other end, too. He's, he's confident in the majors, and he feels like he's always going to play better, and he does. Yep. And he's got the game for it, too. I mean, he just never got close. You know, he never had, never caught any, never got a hot streak, never, you know. His final round, he started off poorly. I think he had four bogeys to start. Yeah, not not, not the start you'd imagine from him in the final round. The conditions were tough, though. No doubt. Yeah, yeah and that's what I think we were hoping for is that I, I don't think anybody was rooting against Shane Lowry to win, but the weather started to get nasty, yeah. and you're thinking, okay, can somebody just get, have a couple good holes maybe to get it close and maybe he makes a double somewhere yeah. you're, you're hoping for excitement at the end and you'd right. love to and watching the british open or the open you'd like to see some of that weather because that's part of the the lore of the event it had been great if it kind of continued and he had to fight through the rain but but it cleared up and uh it was anticlimactic but great great win he was and the joy in his face made it worth watching no doubt yeah so the golf major season is over Early. Yeah, yeah and, and it is peculiar. It feels like we've got a lot of summer left here. I know Mr. Nicholas chimed in. He's not a fan of it. Um, who else? Uh, I mentioned Justin Glenn. Rose. Justin Rose. Prominent is a player. Fan. We know on the tour doesn't like it. Yeah, you know, it's different. I understand it. Um, I understand why they're not competing against the uh, the NFL. That makes sense. Um, it is I, As a PGA member, we own the PGA Championship. I'm glad it got moved. It's going to be better than trying to, you know, have it later this month and compete against all that stuff. And I do like that they'll have, you know, their um, – the championship, the, the tour championship is going to start right away now. So maybe that'll draw more attention to the PGA to the, to the the tour playoffs. championship playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. All right. More on the uh, our thoughts on last week's open here in a minute. But we want to bring in another guest, one of our many today. Cassie Stein, one of the tournament directors here joining us. She, uh, of course, was on the show last week to preview. Hi, Cassie. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good, good to hear see okay? you again. Yes. Our Pardon? annual visit okay? Yeah, I can hear okay. We're all good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We appreciate you having us here for our show, as always. Thanks for yeah. coming out. It's a beautiful morning, isn't what? it? Good oh, weather. Does it get Gorgeous. any better? Gorgeous. We had, no, we had Marty Schimmel on to start the show. He said he's taking all credit for the weather this week. Except for yesterday. Except sure. for yesterday's yeah. delay. That two-hour delay was crazy. Yeah. Did he tell you about it? Yeah. He, did, yeah. he said no rain at all, but just there was lightning. Was one, it heat lightning One little cell, right? I don't think it was heat lightning. It literally just sat right over the escarpment. Yeah. It was crazy, and it poured in the village, and was clear up here. It's very weird. But you got to evacuate the course. You can't take chances. Correct. No. Yes. Like two hours. Yes. Two, two hours. So that's, yeah. If that's the worst you had all week, that's not so bad. No, it wasn't that's bad. So bad We're today, all good. Yeah, and today looks perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we uh, have a lead group going off at 1210. Yeah. And Kevin Yu, mm -hmm. the highly highest ranked player in the field, mm -hmm. is winning. So this is setting up to maybe be a good storyline if he ends up getting it done. Yeah. This is what we wanted, yeah. right? The top player playing the best golf he can. Yeah. And um, yeah, he went low uh, the second round, and um, it should be a really great finish. Another Australian, though, up there, too. Those Aussies, they know how to win here. It's pretty crazy um, with Aiden. So, um, yeah, it should be a great final round. Yeah, what can you tell us about some of the names that are trying to chase Kevin today? You mentioned Aiden. Is it Didone? Didone, yep. Didone mm -hmm. from Australia. Yep. And Tyler Strafasi. Strafasi, yep. Strafasi yep. from, uh, from Florida. Yeah. Uh, I've heard he, that name before. He's yeah, pretty good amateur. Yeah, yeah, Tyler's one of, like, the best, you know, U.S. players out yeah. there. And this is, I believe, his third Border Cup. So he knows the course well. He likes coming back here. He likes playing here. And I, I – I think he has probably the best chance to chase him down. He's really focused. He knows what he's doing. Um, but you have Matt Parziali, too. I mean, he's a, he's a mid-am. You never know. He's a he's a past USGA, US mid-am champ, so he could chase like him down. We like those mid-ams. Yeah, we love those mid-ams yeah, here. That's right. Um, Reed Davenport, um, he's going to Vanderbilt. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, th there's so many players that can chase anyone down. Well, yeah. they're all good. That's they're the all thing. good. That's yeah. It. yeah. I mean, fairway, green, yeah. one putt, two putt. You know, and they hit it far. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know I'm getting older and stuff, but geez, <laughs> Louise, these can. You go to the range and just hear the sounds. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool not, sound. Yeah, they blast it. Well, we've seen lead swings in final rounds here at Porter Cup in past mm -hmm. histories. I mean, we were mentioning Gavin Hall, a player so many years that we thought, yes. like, okay, today's his day, and then for whatever reason, either I mean, he would fall back or someone else would have an incredible round and right. take it from him. Uh, but it's not the only example. I mean, we've seen it on a Saturday here that the the, the guy that you think maybe is going to get it done, it right. doesn't always write the script that way. Yeah, I think um, when Adam Mitchell won in 2008 or nine, I don't, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember who was yeah. leading, but he Right on flipped 15, yeah. 16, 17, he flipped the script, and he took it from him. And then he was on that Walker Walker t Walker Cup team the next year because of his win here. So, I mean, you any of those final holes are well, those course will get sets ya. up for it, yeah. Because yeah. it'll lull you. It's not you know you, you get off to a it's not a hard starting hole and stuff like that. And yeah. it's you know, it's kind of easing you around here. And then a lot there's a lot of bogey birdie opportunities you know you can the drivable par four near the end the tough par three that you know, it's, well, it's a tough finish yeah just even to start the back nine i mean we're playing 10 as a drivable par four yep. so you can either go out of bounds right because that's how far they hit it yeah or you can make eagle or birdie we had an eagle on there yesterday 11 is a par five wait Tens of drivable par four for these guys. Yeah. I just had to stop. Yeah, they move. Yeah, they move we move the tees oh, okay. up. Okay, all right, good, good. So good. it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That, that's, I like that though. The, that, yeah, decision making. It, yeah, if yeah. you want to go for it, go for it. If not, lay up with an iron. You know. Yeah, I think um, almost everyone's trying to drive it though, right? Yeah, I don't think many guys are laying up. Um, these guys play aggressive. Right? I've seen both. I've Have seen you? both. I really have seen both. It, I, like again, it's decision making. It's, you know, it's golf. Yeah, <laughs> but that is fun because, we, I mean, I think what's great about golf is that you. You don't want it to always be about who's hitting it the farthest. Mm -hmm. So a, a hole like this, I like where you set that up, where you're deciding, like, there is reward for hitting it far, but there also is risk involved, as you said, with the OB on, on, on one side of the hole. So um, to let these kids maybe have to make a decision, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see how they have it play out. I would think almost none of them are short, though, off the tee. If they're at this level of, of amateur golf, most of them are pretty long. I mean, long um, by our standards or whatever. Right. I mean, they're all pretty far. Maybe some of the, the mid-ams. Maybe, maybe, but, yeah. but they're still they're yeah. still hitting it out there. Yeah, they're, they're not still in their thirties. <laughs> <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not <laughs> short. <laughs> they're not my age. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. No doubt about Come on, it. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie Stein with us, one of the tournament directors here at the Porter Cup final round underway. Play for the leaders today. The final trio uh, at twelve ten today. Uh, can get everybody the timeline about how it'll play out today. Leaders at twelve ten, and then how it goes for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, so tee times are started. Um, we're on time so far, thank goodness. Yep. Um, leaders go off at 1210. Um, it's free to the public. Um, all we ask is a little donation to the Boy Scouts for parking, but come out. It's going to be a beautiful afternoon. Um, the best amateur golfer, I mean, the best amateur golfer in our field is at the top of the leaderboard. I mean, we can't ask for much more. Yeah, it's a nice day to walk around. and Beautiful see day. Beautiful views here. Beautiful yep. day. Yep. I know it, you, every year you have a story or two from a player of an interaction or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have one that you want to pass along this year of, of something that uh, you feel like you'll remember um, from a while this year? I know. I actually I talked to Adrian Norfold. Um, he's from St. Kitts. He's the player from St. Kitts. And his story is just really interesting. I mean, he's from St. Kitts. There's only two golf courses on the island. Oh, cool. And um, he picked up the game at 12 was a natural, learned it in two days. and um, Learned it in two days. That's what he told me. That's <laughs> what he told me. He could hit it. He, could, he was a cricketer growing up. Golf. Check. Golf. He, was a, cricket, he yeah. was a cricketer. <laughs> so that same kind of 
They had you know, motion, the motion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's actually up here. He met people down there that are members up here. And he's up here now living with them for the summer, working on his golf game. Oh. And he's, yeah, he's playing in the Porter Cup field. That's How right. cool is that? That is a cool story. That's a cool story. Okay. So he was really nice to talk to. And he's going back down to St. Kitts at the end of September and just going to start working and supporting his family again. And um, yeah, he was a really good story. I really like talking to him. He just teed off. He was he just teed off. at A10. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian Norfolk from St. Kitts. Pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. So That's I'll remember him this year for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. And then later today, probably in the four, four to five o'clock window, you guys will be presenting uh, the, the trophy and the jacket out on the 18th, right? Yeah. And we'll actually have our 1983 champion and Nathaniel Crosby here to hand out um, the trophy and he'll have his green jacket on. So That's it'll, pretty cool. it'll be a nice addition. He's the Walker Cup captain this year. So he's out watching a few players. So um, it'll be a nice addition to our award ceremony, you know, 20 minutes after the round, we yeah. like to say. For those listening, wondering, we keep mentioning Walker Cup. If you don't know what that is, it's yeah. the amateur version of the of the Ryder Cup right. that you see on the professional tour. And that's also like the Ryder Cup, an every other year thing. I know when we always meet pre-tournament about mm -hmm. the field, the Walker Cup years, you guys usually are happy because you're getting a stronger field. We're getting a stronger yeah. – and – it's a stronger, like, American field, I would say, because it's Ameri you know, it's the U.S. versus right. Great Britain and Ireland. Yes. Um, those guys normally play over there to impress the captain over there. But, yeah, we get a stronger um, American field. So it, Is the Walker Cup in the States this year or overseas? It's in know? the States. It's in the States. Yes. Good. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cassie, I know you've been doing some writing, right? I have. Some, some golf. So why don't you tell everybody what you've been doing? Yeah, well, um, I work for Global Golf Post magazine, so I'm a writer and editor for them. So, yeah, I've been writing this week. I did the story on Adrian um, Norfolk, the, ki the kid from St. Kitts. So, um, yeah, it's been really fun and just I love staying in the industry. Golf, golf is such a great sport to be around. So It is. Um, I played in college. So, I mean, I had to continue it. So, it's been great ever since. That's right. Yeah, it drags you down like that. Just yeah, keep right. Coming yeah. Back you just want day. more and <laughs> more. <laughs> and probably uh, for those covering the Open last week, a mm -hmm. great story for them to write about, an Irishman winning <gasps> in Ireland in Shane Lowry. That was, in that was incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I had goosebumps when he was walking down 18. I don't know about anyone else, but yeah. just such an incredible story. And that was so fun. I'm pretty sure he's still celebrating. Yeah. It sounds so, like it. And I don't blame him. He withdrew him. from the Memphis event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame him in the Correct. least bit. Um, yeah, you yeah. might never have a week like this again in your right. life. Exactly. So. That might. Yeah, yeah, he's probably well, yeah, 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 doing yeah, it in yeah, your own yeah. country. Right. The fist pumps he gave when he was in the fairway was really, I got goosebumps from that. Just the smile. His smile is so uh, contagious, oh, wow. right? Yes, I yeah. was just smiling watching him walk down the fairway, so I thought it was incredible. It was neat. Yeah. yeah. And before you came on, Jeff and I were talking, too, that um, they were expecting a real golf boom in Ireland because of how well the tournament went imagine. over for the first time since 1951. I'm sure that the, the RNA is going to give it back again in the rotation. Mm -hmm. um, and Obviously, Lowry winning an Irishman, and then they just announced that the Ryder Cup is going to be in Ireland in 2026. Yeah, Adair Manor. Have you guys ever been there? So, I have no. Uh, have you been there? Incredible. Um, I played there. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at this. <laughs> I played. We got someone here that's played the Ryder Cup course. <laughs> Tell us about it. I yeah. played there in uh, 2011. I, I, um, my dad and I played, and it the it's just amazing. They had a few Irish Opens there, um, before you know before they yeah. obviously announced the Ryder Cup. But yeah, the course is incredible. That Such a cool fun. castle. Uh, the the property is just amazing. Yeah, I'll look forward to it now. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's really cool. That's one thing that definitely the Ryder Cup or or the events in Europe and they've got more castles than we do in the uh, US. A couple. Yeah, yeah the, ca the <laughs> castle. The castle is cool. The castle game. <laughs> I remember my we grandmother telling me her farmhouse from England's older than our country. Yeah, oh so my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. All right, so you play this course here. 
what's the key to playing well here in the final round today to try to win the trophy? So it's it's kind of fast out there, and there's some difficult pins in the final round. So um, I would say keep it in the fairway. The rough is long. Um, the players were complaining, quote unquote, <laughs> about that. I call um, it whining. Yes. Right, exactly yeah. whining. Yes. Um, so the rough is long. The the greens are fast. I mean, you got to keep it in play. Looks like there's a little bit of wind kicking up. A little, little bit of wind. I yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah you can a see breezy. the. It feels nice, moving. but yeah, it yeah. might be tough to play in. Yeah, especially this afternoon if yeah. it picks up more. Yeah, so, the escarpment. Um, and like I said, those those finishing holes, you really got to put it in play. Two putt and you got to do it all. You got to do it all. Yeah. That's right. Well, Cassie, thanks for having us here. Good luck with the thanks final day. Thanks for having me on. I know you guys have done a, a great job as always. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy the final round. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, Cassie Stein with us, one of the tournament directors here, the one of many that uh, do such a great job of putting on this event. Again, leaders teeing off today at 1210. And she looks like she's having fun, huh? No yeah. doubt. <laughs> yes. She's Why always happy you? to talk yes. to I know yeah. she is. <laughs> thanks, Cassie. All right, we'll step aside here from Niagara Falls Country Club. More from the Porter Cup when we return, including... Our Western Europe PGA Tip of the Week. The highlight of the show. That's right. <laughs> Jeff giving more expertise beyond just his normal great analysis. <laughs> yeah. Coming up here from Lewiston on a gorgeous day. It is perfect out as we uh, sit here in the communications tent. Little little breeze, little shade with the sun peeking in. It's a beautiful day. It's not too bad. Nice, right. nice country, this America. No doubt. Yeah. With Jeff Medes, I'm Brian Colsey. I hope you're enjoying TD Green and your Saturday morning. Thanks for being with us. More from the Porter Cup when we return after this on TD Green on WGR. Listen up, golfers. Here comes the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. 831, welcome back to the Porter Cup. Final round underway. Leaders teeing off at 1210. We appreciate you being with us here on our number two of Tee to Green. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Medes, Kevin Sylvester is on vacation this week. We appreciate you joining us here. Hope you're enjoying the extra hour this week as we are at beautiful Niagara Falls Country Club here in Lewiston as uh, the final round is underway. Course has been in phenomenal shape. Kudos to uh, PGA Pro John Boss and the rest of the crew up here, right? Yeah, yeah. I know it's a long week for them. You know, yeah. you get here early, you stay late. There's a lot to take care of, but uh, he's done this before. He's a professional, and uh, I'm, that's why it's going perfectly smooth, I'm sure. No doubt about it. Yes, that's what the PGA professional brings to your golf operation. That's right. Speaking of PGA professional, congratulations to Western New York PGA professional Dwayne Randall. He won the Blaisdell Pro-Am this week at Penn Hill in Bradford, where we did our show Last week, yep. and he takes home a $50,000 prize. That's, Congratulations, Dwayne. And he beat a really strong field. If you looked at that list of players, there are players from all over the country, the top club professionals in the country. A lot of these guys, you know, they're club professionals, but they're, you know, they, they play a lot more than, than Dwayne does. Dwayne holds down a regular job. He's the pro at Bartlett Country Club, does a nice job, and couldn't be a better guy, someone you couldn't be happier for to win. And if you played with Dwayne or got to know Dwayne, you're not surprised because he he's, he's very, very good. That's very, right. very good. All right. From one great PGA pro to another, we go to Jeff Metis here for our Western PGA tip of the week. And we're going to talk about the position that you should be in, what, about halfway through your swing? Is that I, what you're I talking about? I guess we're a, checkpoint, about, or a, a checkpoint. checkpoint. I've been teaching a lot, and I've been noticing it seems like sometimes these things come in spurts. But uh, what I've seen a lot is uh, halfway back or, or when your club is parallel to the ground is what I'd like to talk about today. So so you're in your address position. If you can get this first three feet in your golf swing right, it can make a big difference. So as you swing the club back to the club's parallel to the ground, at this point what I'm seeing a lot is people tend to get the club what I call behind them 
home. Very seldom do I see someone get, keep it too far out in front of them. But they get the club behind them. So if you put your butt against the wall and you took a, a backswing, they'd be hitting that wall before their club got waist high. What we'd like to see with good players is when that club's parallel to the ground, it's parallel to their toes. Or maybe not hasn't got even too parallel to their toes just yet. It's almost to that point. And a lot of times you, there's an old saw in golf that says toe in the air is square. Well, that's not actually correct. If you're halfway back and the club is um, parallel to the ground and parallel to your toes, that toe of the golf club isn't exactly 90 degrees in the air. It's actually turned down or facing towards the ground a little bit. Mm -hmm. You want it more square to the arc it's traveling on than to the ground. So if you're if the toe in the air at that point, that means you probably, for a right-handed golfer, rotated your left forearm a little too much. So so what I would do if I, you know, if you want to check something in your golf swing, people that get it behind them, that's a really difficult position because then you got to have some hands. Um, there's a lot of hands action or you, you can set up for a hook there. There's a bunch of stuff that can go wrong there. Um, a lot of good players, a lot of tour players, when that club's halfway back, that butt end of the club is still, or waist high, that club is still, the butt end of the club is pointed at their body still. If the butt end of your club, when the club's parallel to the ground, is pointing off to the right of your target, that club's too far behind you. You've got your hands engaged too much. It's a real simple fix. Check that left forearm that it hasn't rotated or or just feel like that right hand stays on top of the club a little bit more. But it's a good position if you watch good players. If you sat here on the tee today and, um, and watched all these players hit their driver off the first tee, Almost all of them, when the club's waist are parallel to the ground, almost waist high, it's going to be parallel to their toes or, or somewhere. There's a zone. You, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be pretty pretty close to that. Very few players will get that club whipped in behind them where it's uh, the butt end of the club is pointing off way to the right. I've been seeing it a lot with players, and then you tend to get handsy. It's a simple fix. I think we worked on something pretty similar with you in your golf swing, and yep. you, you nailed it pretty quickly. That's why you're shooting 76 in these golf courses. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. No, I, yeah, it's fun to shoot a number like that, yeah. no doubt. But no, I, I think that um, up at the top there, too, uh, right. I've seen different people in terms of, like, that pause up at the top sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, Matsuyama is probably the most well-known for that, right? right. I mean, he actually, does he actually stop? Like, I, I know you're, you wouldn't really recommend that, would you? No, no. I, I think he's he's changing directions or settling. You know, yeah. he's getting to the top and... and, and, and uh, gathering himself for his downswing, getting ready to unwind. Um, most players are the club's still going back and they're unwinding in their golf swing. It creates torque, it creates speed. Um, he just does it a little different than most. And yeah. you know, you you wouldn't teach that. You know, they used to tell you to pause at the top. That really doesn't happen in most golf swings. There's no. You see, the club appears to stop for a second because it's got to stop for a second as it changes directions. Right. But most people, their lower body's already unwinding before. If you go to the top and freeze, that's a very very difficult way to hit good golf shots. Um, and talk about that checkpoint in your golf swing. If yeah. that club, if you have the club uh, too far behind you, you'll tend to get across the line at the top, and that's a hook position. You get too far under. But yeah, but th that pause at the top thing, I wouldn't recommend anybody trying that. Golf's a dynamic motion. Think of swinging a bucket of water. You know, if you swing it back and forth, there's never, it, it looks like it stops at one point, but it's actually um, just changing directions. I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't recommend people trying to pause at the top. You know, it's think of a baseball player pausing at the top. Something's always got to be moving. Golf's a dynamic motion. Keep that lower body moving towards the target. Okay, Good advice there for our Western New York PGA tip of the week. And of course, if you want to get more great advice or help with your game or get started or get your son or your daughter involved or go right. see your local PGA professional, you can also 
uh, find a lot of information about events or things to get involved with, uh, WNYPGA.com. And another quick point, you'll see a lot of players like on the PGA Tour, they'll, they'll, in their pre-shot routine, they'll, they'll do a little mimic. They'll take it back and they'll check it. They'll swing yeah. the waist high. And I see Fowler do that. Justin yeah. Thomas does that too. Fowler does it. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the guys do. What they're doing is just checking because if you get that first three, four feet right, you're in good shape for the rest of the swing. Well, that that is something that when you worked with me that time about it is mm -hmm. I was working on that because I was kind of cocking my wrist a little too early, I guess I would say. Right? You would, yeah, you would, I was you would hinge very, yeah, hinge your early, hands yeah. would get active early in the golf swing. You'd kind of snatch it with your hands. And if you watch good players, it's kind of a one piece, one everything moves back together. You don't want to snatch your hands. You don't want to engage your hands too early in the golf swing. Yep. All right. Good advice. Hey, the advice about hitting through a tree. <laughs> you ready for that? I am. All right. Now, a golf-ism, as we'll say. People say, what? Go ahead, hit it through the tree. It's 90% air. I'm sure you've heard somebody say that. Maybe you've said it yourself, right? <laughs> I, hitting, I, a golf, hitting a golf ball through trees, they're not. Well, so Golf Digest actually did a study to see, is it 90% air? Uh, the article starts off by saying, for the record, every time someone says, go ahead, trees are 90% air, uh, the Golf Digest writer replies, yes, a screen door is also 90% air. Good point. But you're not going to try to hit a golf ball through it. Well, it'd be, it wouldn't be that hard, but... <laughs> That's true. In terms of the fact that, obviously, uh, you're going to lose some distance. So yes. uh, they actually did a study. <laughs> Incredible here. Golf Digest, uh, this writer and this team, they went out, they picked six different species of trees. Maple, cedar, spruce, oak, uh, sugar maple, and pine. So they did a whole good, different study. Good representation. You like that, mm -hmm. right? They went to Rock Ridge Country Club. Is this double blind? In uh, Newtown, Connecticut. Okay. That's right. Um, and they provided a variety of dense trees, sparse trees, combination of ones that had a lot of timber, a lot of, a lot of leaves, one with some needles, one with less needles. Uh, so they went out and they did a whole bunch of different And they said they picked a spot where a reasonable shot would need to go through a tree in order to reach a green. So they took a player... Uh, they said they have their human robot. His name was Joel Beale. He's, his handicap is almost scratched. It's mm -hmm. almost a scratch golfer. He had him hit, they had him hit 10 golf balls through each of these trees in all of these different locations to try to see like what would, how it would play out. And obviously, if the 90% rule, if you say 90% air, their thought would be, well, would you on average then get at least 90% of the distance you were hoping to get? Uh, and when it turned out is that it's not even close. It says after all the shots were recorded, uh, they went to work on the math. The overall distance of the shots went about 41% of the distance to the flagstick. So essentially, let's just say you were 100 yards out to make the math easy here. Mm -hmm. On average, the shots went about 41 yards going through the trees, the variety of trees, the some that were thicker, some that were more sparse, uh, the different kinds. Uh, and then they did the mean and the median. The median was 41%, or 41. The mean was 40. So they were very close. So essentially, on average, when you do it, it's going to go about 41% of the distance if you're trying to go through the tree. And what am I supposed to do with that information? Am I supposed to, if I got 100 yards, should I take 60% more club then and try to rip it through the tree? Well, possibly. I guess I'll give you my amateur advice. I would say that might tell you more often than not that maybe a punch shot underneath, take your medicine. Hey, I'm behind a tree. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Is that Well, yeah, right? I think every situation's unique and different, and every, every every shot you have is different on the golf course. And they broke it down. Like, it said 
for a maple tree, you're going to get about 50% of your swing. For a cedar tree, you're only going to get 12%. For a spruce, like 11%. So they actually, an oak, an oak tree is actually your best bet. 75% of the distance mm. through an oak tree. So I'll hit it behind oak trees more in so, the future. So, yes. If yeah. you go behind a pine, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah. But uh, but I'm more concerned about the direction. You know, That's true. That, yeah. You don't know where it's going. Right. It might go 41% because it went 90 degrees to the left after it hit the trees. So... I think Golf Digest has a lot of free time on their hands to get some of this clickbait. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Well, I clicked on it. It worked. Yes. That's right. No yeah. doubt about it. And so the next time you're behind a tree. So put the number 41% in your mind. Think about that when you say, look, it, I can hit this through the tree. I'm going to get it to the group. So you're right. I, I think a combo of our advice. I think you have a good you point. You take more you take more club mm -hmm. than you think it's going to in hoping that it's it's going to catch something along the way, even some leaves. But maybe the decision of, as I know you guys always say, keep par and play or, or whatever golf your goal is. Keep bogey. But whatever your goal is on holes, like keep that in play. If you Sometimes taking your medicine is still the best decision. I think you have a good point there. So, you know, understanding that if I'm behind a tree and you're going to get 41%. Well, could I get 75% of my distance by, by just chipping it under the tree and, and rolling it, it up yeah. Yeah, and trying to get it back in play? Good that idea. might be the information you'd glean from that. Okay, good. Uh, can I make that part of our, our tip of the week? We I, can I make can, that part can, of can this. I, yeah. Can I have part of that, even though it's, I'm not the official I want to hear what this uh, about the lost clubs. That's going to be coming up here. Before we go to break, that's coming up in our last segment. want to congratulate Charlie Fisher of East Aurora Country Club. He plays for Orchard Park, Country, uh, he plays for Orchard Park High School. He claimed... His first state title at the sub-junior, Junior Am Championships this week for New York State. So congratulations, Charlie. Also, why am I bringing that up? Charlie will be defending his Duster Challenge title oh, this he week. He beat his coach. That's right. That's right. Charlie won our Duster Challenge What do you think's bigger, the, the Duster Challenge victory for oh, him? Oh, the Duster has to be the I highest trophy on his mantle. I bet it's a cooler trophy than he got for winning the Junior Am. Well, yeah. I got the, I, the picture of his trophy here. It's actually like a little, it's a glass... A bowl. V vase almost like that. Well, good for him. That's a nice That's win. Right. So congratulations, Charlie. I look forward to seeing you next Friday. You might be hearing the promo running on our station. Uh, our Duster Putting Challenge is Friday, August 2nd. So it's next Friday. It's six days from today. You can still sign up. Go to Duster with a D, DusterChallenge.com. And all the proceeds are going to benefit the Western New York PGA Reach Foundation. And that does some great work. Yeah, that's one my one of my favorite things in the world right there all That's the right. vets that we, we had 30 something vets at Glen Oak for just at, just at Glen Oak for that program and there's multiple programs around the area. That's right. And here's what's going to be great about it. Even if you if you come by the way and you get in on our raffles to help benefit the cause, you're going to get some great merchandise from our senior PGA Championship this year that was at Oak Hill. Uh, but a great offer this week from the West New York PGA, even if you can't attend our Duster Putting Challenge, if you're willing to donate money uh, on our website at DusterChallenge.com to the Reach Foundation, st you're still going to get an opportunity to get some of that gear from the senior people. Yeah, they've got week. a lot so, of a lot of swag so left thanks over. Thanks to from Steve Barkowski, thank you for that. Yep. So uh, go to donate whether you can play or not at uh, DusterChallenge.com to benefit a great charity, uh, the Western New York PGA Reach Foundation. It benefits military veterans. Get them something to kind of feel good about normal life again, right? Or trying to make it as normal as you can with getting golf involved. I know you guys bought some really cool. What is it? Um, 
the carts this year for the Oh, the yeah, solo riders. solo riders. Yeah, yes, we got three you. solo riders coming, one for Buffalo, Rochester, and Erie, and that actually allows pl players with disabilities without the use of their legs and stuff like that to enjoy a round of golf. They actually can go right on the green with them. They have special tires. They're designed for they're designed for handicapped golfers, and now we're going to have one at Glen Oak, and uh, they're going to have one in their – I think one's getting delivered soon for Erie. Um, it's it's really quite cool. We're we're happy to have it and happy to have that opportunity to, to provide it for the guys. Yeah. So if you're girls, yep. Yes. If you're willing to donate at least twenty dollars online, DusterChallenge.com. Even if you can't come to the event, uh, then you can go over to Glen Oak and see Stephen Barkowski and his staff, the Western PGA staff, and you can pick out a great uh, piece of gear. Uh, from the Senior PGA Championship set of merchandise. So a really cool offer. And, again, if you want to be a part of the competition, uh, DusterChallenge.com. Derek, our producer back in our Amherst studios. Derek, you're going to do it for the first time this year. You've been practicing. Are you ready to go to putt here? I know you said your goal is just not to be last, right? That's your goal? <laughs> That's a bad goal, I have a Derek. goal? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm Didn't you say that to me? You're like, last. I just don't want... <laughs> no, 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 no. You've been listening to Jeff all these years Just, here. Yeah, through osmosis, hanging you got out. It, you're going to have some good karma going on, right? So well, we can get there early. We'll work on your punch stroke for a minute. Somebody? You will. Listen, you're, there's other GR staffers playing in this, so you got a good chance of not finishing. I mean, not against Geary. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nate's been taking golf a little seriously this year, so he's uh, – He's focused, let's just but, say. But that's it doesn't, my thing, that doesn't Brian. mean I don't he can't be in that putting. Seriously. That's right. That might actually help me. There's no pressure then. That's right. right. Indifference is a wonderful tool. I use it all the time. No doubt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so sign up. We hope you can uh, join us next Friday at Fox Valley Club in Lancaster uh, for uh, a great cause and a really fun night. You get dinner, uh, beverages courtesy of Michelob Ultra. We got music coming as well. Uh, we rent lights, so the, you'll, uh, we'll have some putting into the night. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, DusterChallenge.com is the website. Okay, when we come back, our final thoughts on the Porter Cup and an LPGA player had her clubs lost on a flight. The comment from the airline attendant was great, so we'll have that comment when we return. As we roll on from Niagara Falls Country Club here in Lewiston, we're here for the final round of the Porter Cup with PGA Pro Jeff Metis. You just heard from Derek Kramer, our producer back in our Amherst studios. I'm Brian Coziel. Thanks for listening. T to Green, final segment coming up here from Lewiston right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Final segment of Tea to Green back here at Niagara Falls Country Club in Lewiston. It is an absolutely gorgeous day out. Brian Colesiel, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for being with us. Tea, the uh, tea time for the leaders today. Kevin Yu is your leader. He has a three-shot lead over Aiden Dione of Australia. Yu, by the way, of Taiwan. He's playing at Arizona State. Uh, Yu with a three-shot lead entering the final round today. Uh, the leaders tee off at 12-10. Tea to green every week presented by the West New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra. Custom turf. 
and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. All right, Jeff, final thought here on uh, an LPGA player with some bad luck. So we've now with the uh, with social media having a little more presence, especially with professional golfers, uh, we know at times they vent their frustration about their clubs getting misplaced or mishandled on flights. That's how they make their livelihood. That's right. Yes. They fly, their clubs fly. Sometimes the two of the two th items don't always end up in the same spot at the end. But, uh, yes, the best golfers in the world sometimes are having trouble uh, when the airlines lose their club. If you end up playing long enough, it can end up happening. But, um, anyway, Ryan O'Toole, uh, a player on the LPGA Tour, was flying to France for the Avion Championship, one of the majors, one of the f uh, the fourth of the fifth major on the LPGA schedule. Uh, as of a few days ago, she was there. I assume by now her clubs have arrived. This story was earlier in the week, but she arrived there Sunday, was going to play practice rounds Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, when the story came out on Wednesday afternoon, she still hadn't received her clubs. Um, she flew on British Airways, and unfortunately her clubs just couldn't, get there she kept calling her caddy kept calling like what's going on with these clubs how can they not get here like at some point there's a flight to france on british airways right okay. like they it's a pretty big airline yeah. like you're flying there all the time so anyway um when the reporter actually talked to her about like what is the airline doing one of the airline's public relations people said to her quote can't you just use a rental set? <laughs> End quote. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll pick up the cost of the rental set for the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. Can't you just use a rental set? Yeah, that's uh, that that pro that person's probably not a golfer. Who made that comment? Nope. <laughs> that's a good one though. It is good. I still like the. He's playing like ice creams in his car. I like that quote. That's right. <laughs> anyway, a uh, a follow up to this article. I did see underneath it. It says that she eventually did get her clubs on Wednesday, the night before the tournament started. So she didn't get the practice, probably. So she probably practiced with some rentals. She or who I would, knows? I would imagine there's a, a a tour truck there where she can get some equipment. Somebody that she is going to provide yes. some equipment. Yes. But yes, it shows. So, yes, if you work in the airline industry and you're listening and a golfer comes up and complains about clubs, especially professional because they've had all their specs done on their clubs. I just had that done this week. It's important. Yeah. 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 Um, it is important. That, it is important. that uh, if, Especially if you're a professional yes. playing in a major, as this True. lady was here, um, to save rental clubs that probably is not going to help your situation. No. <laughs> it's not a very good. Uh, you're trying to compete at the highest level in the world. Yeah. You might want your sticks with you. It, yeah. I mean. If Roger Federer's racket wasn't there, the one that's fit yeah, well, back for him, and all of a sudden they're saying, "Hey, Roger, you know, just grab one of the." I'll give you the racket from my garage. That's I got right. one. For I got one in my trunk. You yeah. can use the racket there. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it just you know, it doesn't seem. I mean, think about you know a saber with their stick. Yeah, if you said Jack Eichel, just go over there and grab a stick. Yeah, like he's still gonna play good, but the stick that is fit. For him, that he likes is the one that he knows he can play. Oh, the he's best got with. some different curve. He's gonna yeah. be yeah, the They shots. all have their own different weight and yep. their kind of stick and the shaft. Yeah, I mean it's all that stuff matters definitely for those. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that that was a, f a couple of uh, days. I'm sure that didn't go well for that LPGA player. The fact that she couldn't get her clubs. Oh, on the stress level. And they too. asked, they just told her to use a rental set. <laughs> Not the best. Uh, well, all right, got a minute left here. Final group going off at 12:10. Kevin, you the leader. 
Um, what would you tell the, the final trio here if they, if they uh, walked by us here on advice on how to handle today's final round? You know, I just say have fun and enjoy being where you are because uh, yeah, you're, you're in a good spot either way and you got a chance to win an amazing event. And uh, you just want to – I mean, these guys, I'm not telling them anything they wouldn't know. But, yeah, just hit one shot at a time. It sounds like the oldest cliche in golf, but hit it, find it, go get it, hit it again, and, and just, just – Make sure you're ready to hit every shot. Make sure there's nothing else in your mind when you're over that ball. You're not thinking about what's going on after the round or the guy next year or somebody moving behind the green. Just you're completely engaged and focused on the shot you're currently hitting. Yep, good idea. Yeah, and these players are going to be the future stars of uh, tomorrow on the PGA Tour. Uh, I know we've mentioned some names throughout, but for those of you just joining us, if you're thinking about coming up today, I mean, the names in this event uh, are pretty impressive uh, I'll just give you a, a few lists here. World number one, Brooks Kepka has played in the Porter Cup. World number two, Dustin Johnson has played in the Porter Cup. Tiger Woods had a hole-in-one here at the Porter Cup. Phil Mickelson has won the Porter Cup. Uh, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, Adam Scott, Matt Kuchar, Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, uh, Jim Furyk, Patrick Reed, Bill Haas, Justin Leonard, uh, Andy North, Corey Pavin, Marco Mira, Branch Seneca, Curtis Strange, Mike Weir, a, a Master Champion, Ben Crenshaw, uh, David Duvall, Brian Hart, I mean, let me keep on going here. On I mean, and yeah, on and on. you've heard of probably almost every single one of those names, even if you're just a casual golf fan. They've all played here in the Porter Cup, so these we're going to have some of these names that are playing today. We're going to be mentioning just like uh, we had for just that list I just gave you. Yeah, and it's a fun event, and it's free, and it's a beautiful day, and it's an easy course to walk. There's not a lot of elevation change, so great day to come up. Bring the kids, grab a cold beverage, and come on out and watch some great, great golf. That's right. All right. That'll put a wrap on our two-hour show here from Niagara Falls Country Club. I want to thank our guests from today, Marty Schimmel, Cassie Stein, John Burns, all from Niagara Falls Country Club and the Porter Cup Committee. Thank you for joining us. Derek Kramer, our producer back in our Amherst studios, thank you for your work. Our entire show will be up in our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com. Uh, we hope that we'll see you at our Duster Putting Challenge on Friday, which is uh, six days from now. Sign up, DusterChallenge.com. Uh, for Kevin Sylvester, who's on vacation, hopefully Kevin will be back with us next week. I don't know what his vacation. You know, I'm feeling bad for Kevin. I think I think I heard somewhere it's been five. It'll be five days without a round of golf for Kevin. Yeah, he's on a family vacation. Yes. So we'll see how that's going. Yeah, poor guy. That's right. Yeah. For PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Jeff, thank you. Yeah, it was a fun day, fun that's show. Right. I'm Brian Colziel. Enjoy the weekend. Hope you can make it up to the Porter Cup here, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday right here on T to Green on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.